Yes, Josh. What a brilliant conversation today. Mate, that had everything that you want in a 115 miles episode. Started with a ma- like a massive row. It was quite a big row at the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, yeah. We, can't, we can't promise a big row. It was really tame. Uh, um, but we a good, good discussion. Two different yeah. opinions coming together. And then we moved into a nice bromance, which was very nice, Hass. And I very much enjoyed it. I'm sure the listeners will too. I agree. Go listen. You got nothing to add to that. I got nothing to say. (laughs) Enjoy this episode. Know that we're going to take a break for Easter and we will be back in four weeks with a brand new episode. So enjoy this one. This is 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. Growing up 115 miles apart, our lives couldn't have been more different. But we find ourselves today with many similarities and outlooks upon life. Join us on our podcast as we take a topical dive into life, work, culture, and everything in between. Right? <laughs> you in? Yeah. I'm okay. in, mate. Yeah, Why I'm were in, you like you didn't say a word? You looked like you were. Um, normally, frozen. normally it goes bleep when I hit start, but it didn't today. So you so looked I, a bit confused. Uh, can so you carry like, on? Can you carry I'm, on I'm, though, Josh? That's I'm the here, mate. Thing. I'm here. And I just realised my mic out, wasn't in front of me. There we go. Is that better? That's much better, mate. Yeah. Now you get my dulcet tones. How you doing, mate? What's going on? I'm all right, mate. I, I'm like uh, excited to be sat across you in your um, in your shirt, top button done up. Hair brushed to the side. Looking good, eh? I'm looking I'm looking sharp. Yeah. Yeah, very sharp, mate. <laughs> you look like Ollie Mers again. <laughs> well, that's the look I'm going for. I'm going for. I bet you've got um I bet you've got uh uh tanned chinos and some white plimsolls on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't I'm I'm waiting till the summer months to, to, to rock those. Um but no, I'm just just, just denim. Just shorts, denim. isn't it? It's yeah. Zoom, so you're just in, I in don't, pants. I don't wear shorts until the wef, the temperature rises a bit. I know you're a shorts all year round man, aren't you? Shorts yeah. and slippers. Are you wearing shorts I, and slippers right now? I've got trainers on because there was traffic coming in from the gym, but I'm normally shorts, sliders, all year, even in the winter, mate. I hate sliders. There's there's no there's no structure to them. They're just... Do you wear flip-flops then? In the summer, yeah. Do, what, between the toe thong ones? Yeah. You don't have any toes to put them in between, have you? <laughs> you walked into that, mate. But, uh... I wear sliders with socks now. When I remember when me and Leah got married, we was in uh, at the hotel and there was a big group of lads there and they were around the pool with socks and sliders on. Yeah. And I was f- like going to Leah, look at these fucking idiots. Socks, white socks and sliders. It's pathetic. It, look at them. And I, so I wear that look now. White socks, though. They're the king of socks, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. White white socks pulled right up with sliders. I do exactly what I was hammering them for. Yeah. Why do you do it, Josh? Is it, what is it about it that, that, you know, that that gives you so much comfort these days in your old age? What? Sliders and socks, socks and sliders? Yeah. Um, it's because I want to wear as little as possible. And then so in the... Um, in the winter, you can still wear sliders if you're wearing socks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's let's move on. Um, 
We have to talk about the slap, though, surely. Like, we have to talk about the slap. I know it's late. I know it's late in the yeah. day, but I do yeah. think... I know the world's moved on, but we haven't had a podcast since the slap. And we have to Yeah, I forgot about, about that. Well, you forgot about the slap? I forgot that we hadn't had a podcast since it. But it's mad, isn't it? Because when it did happen, it's fucking everywhere. And then, it's like, the world. It, it's like, how long ago was it? A week ago, isn't it? it was That's a week, like, like proper, over a week and a bit a day ago or something. Yeah. Proper, proper old news now, isn't it? Yeah. In a week, it's yeah. mad. Yeah. Definitely people were more bothered about that than the war in Ukraine, like, or on the 15, the Monday. Or the 15 million people that are living in poverty in the UK. Oh, come um, on, man. Just, can you not talk about that right now? Because we're talking about the slap. All right, of, let's do the slap. Let's no. do the slap. Um, uh, right, Josh, you know, for anyone that was living under a rock... Last Monday, yeah, Sunday night. Tell us what the tell us tell us what the slap was. So, um, Chris Rock. That's right, isn't it? That's his name. Yeah, Is that's his name. Yeah, uh, Chris Rock um, uh, made a joke about Will Smith's wife. Yep. and her alopecia. No, he didn't. He didn't make a joke about her alopecia. Uh, he but made we'll a get joke. Well, that. He did. He didn't. He didn't say anything about her alopecia. He said, uh, "Gi Jane two. Like um, they're they're calling for you, something along those lines. But so, it, what what do you think he was referencing then? I don't know. We'll get onto that. But he, but I'm just correcting you because you said he made a joke about her alopecia and he didn't actually. He did. He didn't, Josh. Yeah, but that, that, you, you can't say that. All right, carry on. We need to, let's carry on. No, we'll no, come back on. to that then. In a yeah, we will. We definitely uh, will. So she, he made a joke about GI Jane. Um, short hair, GI Jane. Yeah, short haired. G.I. Jane, which was yeah. absolutely nothing to do with... I Will thought G.I. Jane was a good movie, by the way, as well. Demi Moore, Viggo yeah, Mortensen. definitely wasn't a joke about her alopecia. Maybe it I, was, but we'll get on to that. Just carry on. So what happened? Right. Yeah. Chris uh, Rock Will made Smith the joke. then got up on stage, slapped Chris Rock. Yep. Uh, and then went and, back, went and sat down and said, Get my wife's name out your fucking mouth! Yeah. He was Irish. Will yeah. Smith yeah. <laughs> He was Irish for a moment. Um, uh, yeah, that was it, wasn't it? That's what happened. Yeah, he said it twice. Said Got it louder twice. the second time. Yeah, fuming he was. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. No, I think no one saw that uh, event last week. No, what, no, no. What's really interesting is they normally don't, like, like, they don't show it, but, like, it was there for everyone to see on Monday and it wasn't getting taken down. It's almost like they wanted to, like, you know, the media wanted you to see Will Smith doing that. You know what I mean? It was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, I think it's hard to... Look, once the video's out there, though, it's, you, you ain't getting it down, are you? Yeah, no, you normally have to go to, like, Twitter for that sort of stuff, though. You know what I mean? Like, mainstream's yeah. not putting it... Like, BBC or Guardian wouldn't normally just show the slap and the swearing. Like, it only yeah. started to get bleeped out afterwards. Um, but, yeah, no, look. Uh, of course, we are all... Um, going to connect that what uh chris rock was talking about was um jada pinkett smith's alopecia which she has talked about um or it could be that she's been just rocking the short hair look and so there's a there's a lot of people that are saying in the black uh, community that are saying um that he he shouldn't have been doing that as a prominent black male he shouldn't have been making fun of uh, a, a, a black woman's hair which is a massive part of the microaggressions and racism that black women face in society today so there's a lot of that um Could, are we going to move on from that bit like, are you trying to suggest that he wasn't taking he wasn't taking a piss no i didn't say that i i didn't say that what i said was he didn't make a joke about her alopecia 
which is what you said. Because he didn't say, oh, you can't, you don't really hear G.I. Jane 2. Like, he did not say that. Oh, come off it, mate. You can't say that. I mean, if it, if we were talking about anything else, if I if I made a joke about your race without ever referencing your race, you wouldn't go, wow, he, it wasn't a joke yeah, about my race. Yeah, I, I, I know that's what he said, but I'm, you're saying he said that and he can do plausible deniability and say... No, I was just talking can't. about a short hair. Yeah, he can. No, he can. He can. No, he can. He can. In the same way, in the same way. How did in... you know she had alopecia? Pardon? How do you know she has alopecia? Because she got no hair. And and she's open about it. And everybody How, knows. Why? Are now. you a big fan of hers? I didn't know she had alopecia. Nor did I, till till he made a joke about her. Yeah. Like and so no one really knew about it. If you if you watched her show. Again, that's irrelevant, Hass. That's irrelevant. If I made a joke about um somebody being gay right and i said um i said to them let's say be, let's say your best you should, you should joke be now cast in, you should be cast in the next film of i don't know and i can't think that's about yeah. a gay person yeah i couldn't yeah. then go oh i wasn't joking about him being gay it was a joke about the film it's what you're saying is ridiculous ass i can't I, I genuinely cannot believe you're saying it i don't think you can uh say what you said which is that he um, was making a joke about the alopecia. You, like, you can't prove it. He could say, no, I wasn't. I'm talking about no, a short hair. No, 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 no he no. could. Talk, but all the things, he all could. the race things we talk about on this show, all of the time, the microaggressions, yeah. Yeah. The, the way that people are racist without yeah. ever actually saying something racist, we yeah. call it out, we say yeah. it's racist. Yeah. If what you're saying is right, yeah, yeah. we can't do that anymore. Because they didn't say it, so they could say. Yeah, 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 it wasn't yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So anyway, I'm, like, you're, right. you're 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 right. Okay. I'm okay. always right. No, no, you're right on this occasion. But I want to. Um, I don't want to necessarily talk about that joke actually, because that's not where I wanted to stay. But you're right. Of course, he was talking about that. Um, what do you think about Will Smith's reaction? Is what I'm more interested in. Do you know what? Um, like digesting it all and having a week to reflect on it. Um, at the time, I felt like I felt sorry for Will Smith. Because what I do think is that whatever people saw in that moment is to do with their life experiences, really. So let me give you a bit of context. Um, on the very same night that he hit Chris Rock in the way they did, I shouted at my eldest daughter and I shouted at her with a swear word in it. And I said something I really uh, regret saying to her. Mm. And if you saw that in isolation, not knowing the context of my life and everything that was going on, it would be indefensible. And actually what I did was indefensible anyway. But if you saw that one clip, there's no way you would think you would come to any other conclusion other than Josh is a horrible person. Yep. So, like, when I take that into account, I sort of reserve all judgment. And I say, I have um, been in his in Jada's shoes where I've taken, I've bit on a joke. I've been in Will Smith's shoes where I've got offended by something... Um, and I've been in, certainly been in Chris Rock's shoes where I make a joke that's not fair. So the context that my mind first put to it when I first saw it was if I imagined Leah had alopecia 
Yeah. And every morning I had to watch her crying in the mirror because that's what I would have to do. Yeah. And then before we went to the Oscars, she was crying saying I look awful. Yeah. Um, everybody's going to think I look whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that I sh- would struggle with the most and not yeah. being able to fix it and make her happy. Yeah. Um, and then maybe it was the last straw. Yeah. So that's kind of, that was the narrative that I put to it. But I recognise that um, having looked at lots of the different ways that people, and there's so many different ways that people have seen it. People have seen Will Smith as an abuser that's been outed in his, you know, his, the mask has come off in a moment. Uh, I've seen people say that his wife Jada is hugely manipulative and he's done it because, um, but ultimately I guess we don't know. And context is quite important, isn't it? We don't know. Like we have no idea what was going on. So all we can do is observe, you know, yeah. from 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 armchairs or whatever. And and yeah, you can put like context and you can put compassion and empathy onto it. Um, whatever happened, like the guy lost it in that moment. He yeah, absolutely he did, lost it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you you know, there's been lots of different theories and lots of different angles of when you know he was laughing first and then apparently Jada well not apparently she didn't find it funny and then he goes up but then when she's coming back uh he's coming back to the stage she's laughing and uh there's sort of a a footage of her that looks like she's laughing and so the way that we know that um things can get like positioned they're probably positioning that as oh she's like really evil you know or like you know but actually i just wonder if she couldn't believe what just happened she thought it was a bit of a joke or like it happened so quickly i like it's sort of like when i saw it i thought she's just like laughing thinking there's all a bit of a joke going on and this isn't real and then you sort of realize what happens after that like i just don't know that it was it wasn't premeditated or anything like that but what i'm curious about is something you and i were talking about a few a few days ago um and you know, I'm not going to talk about the content of our conversation, but we talked about in a former life of yours how um, violence was kind of at the forefront of your being, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope that I'm sharing that, but no. like it's, you've talked openly about that in the past, yeah, yeah. yeah. And how hard you have to work, right, just to be who you are today. And this is your authentic self. We've talked about this, right? I've asked you before, like, what's your authentic self? But um, and I've asked you about default settings in the past, you know, like what is our def like what do we think your default setting is? What do I think my default setting is? And I think there's a lot of curiosity about Will Smith and like what's his default setting? Is his default setting the affable, laughable Will Smith that makes the videos that like grew on Instagram overnight and just had these amazing followers and Hollywood A-lister? Or is it the man that got up on stage and smacked someone down who was, you know, you know, physically not the same size as him and because he didn't like him and like, what, what do you think? What can you, what can you, you know? I think like, I think, uh, uh, I think both, but, but also I think everybody's both. I genuinely think if, if you sit there and you think I'm not capable of doing what Will Smith did, as in, losing my shit yeah. and attacking somebody like that, right? 
Now, context, again, is really, really important because if he's lost it just... If it's literally just that, then, you know, uh, uh, slightly worrying that it's flipped him over that bad and that quickly. But you don't know what's going on in his life. But I, I think if anybody can sit there and say, I, you know, I'd never do that. I would never, ever lose my shit. I, I, can't, say, that- I can't say never, but I don't think that's my... Personally speaking, I don't think that's my mo. I don't think I would do that. You you don't think you have a breaking point where you would lose your shit? Not not at a joke. Now you're right. Like all those things could have happened up front, but I just I'm I'm I know myself well enough to know I'm you know I'm I'm in my. mid years of my life uh, <laughs> um you know i know myself right so yeah but 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 it's not but but context is important because it might not have been over a joke maybe i mean like you know if but I, in I the look, moment in the moment it was, a, it was is, a joke that triggered him to yeah, go and when, yeah, slap yeah. someone in the face so when i shouted at my daughter and swore and said what i said to her yeah in my in my opinion that is the same as violence, as bad as violence. What I what I said, in my opinion, I think that is. Um, and the context of the moment, what had happened, it was the equivalent of a joke that triggered it. Is it though? Is it is it the same? Is it the, is it as bad as violence? Yes. I mean, I I find it difficult to argue because you've done so much work in this space, but. Again. In my opinion, it, in my opinion, it is. In my opinion, it is. So I think you're saying if you lose your patience, you shout at somebody, you swear at them, you say something mean, nasty. That's the same as physically punching them. Um, because my I don't think that. In I think it's the same as losing your shit. So if if he if somebody went if he went up and went and I didn't do this right in my daughter's face but if he went right up in his face yeah and put his finger right in his face yeah and said you are a effing c u n t you effing da 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 I hope you effing die yeah right is that not quite as bad as slapping him no I think that's the same. But I think I think I guess what you what I I took the assumption that you were saying if you just kind of lose it one day if you if you lose your temper and you shout at somebody that yeah. that's the same as punching well, them and but, I that I don't is, think so. The thing is, is some people will go to violence. It's subjective, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, because some people will go to. You're not like violence isn't your thing. Never has been your thing, mm. right? No. But if you were to lose your shit, it might look different, but you've still lost your shit. And could you claim that? You're a better person than Will Smith because at least I didn't slap him. And by the way, it was an open hand slap. So uh, would it would it have been worse if he punched him? No, they're the same. A slap and a punch is the same. Phys- physically, okay. like moving to physical. What about violence a push? Is the same. What about a push then? I think it's the same. I so think when you cross over, yeah, I think yeah, so. But yeah. shouting abuse in somebody's face. Is not I didn't. No, as, I didn't say that. Not, no, I I thought like if you lose your temper and you shout at somebody. I don't think that's the same as physically attacking them. I think it depends on what you say. Um, but what I mean is the point of losing your shit. Yeah. 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 I don't think if somebody completely loses their shit, but like violence is not their go-to. 
Yeah, I'm not sure that they can claim. I think they're that's better, the same. Yeah, no, no, they're, I think they're it's a the better same. person. So if, if I was like basically somebody. going up right up to the edge, and I'm like saying all those things and pointing, but not physically touching, then and but losing my mind. So you see it. You see people like really like yeah. like screaming, shouting, and like right up in someone's face. That's the same. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or some people. Um, don't go to violence. They'll go to manipulation. And yeah, and that's the thing that's been play, that's been in playing in my head as well. So, like so just as we've been speaking, like I f- think everybody has abuse, a line. Yeah, mental abuse and physical abuse. Um, uh, you know, they can't be sort of distinguished uh, because they're the, they're the same thing, right? It's manipulation. It's yeah, it's, but it's sort of that's sort of slightly different to the point I was making. Okay, my 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 point that I'm trying to make is. Um, as human beings, I think we all have a limit. I think we all have a limit. Some people would end up getting violent with that person. Some people might fall into complete depression and have a breakdown. Some people yeah. might do this. Now, violence is never okay, right? Yeah. So in this instance, there should be consequences and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, if he punched him and he hurt him and he broke his jaw, then you could look at the consequences of being as bad as prison and all of that stuff. I'm not saying what he did was okay because he has a limit. But what I'm saying is, I think as humans, we all have limits. And it's very easy for me to sit here and go, if Chris Rock made that joke about my missus, I wouldn't have got up and slapped him. But I don't know what's gone on in Will Smith's life up to that point. Because... I take the example with my daughter and what I did to her probably wasn't as bad as him slapping her. But I, it, in my world, it was. It broke me. I didn't sleep. Yeah. I didn't sleep all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, If you saw just what she did in the moment and knew no context of my life, yeah. we could sit here having the same conversation and go, I don't think I would have done what Josh did, regardless of the context. But you know the context. And because you know the context... I feel like you would have a lot of compassion for why that might yeah. have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, Cuz I know you. So people you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so people that would know the context would know what's what's go yeah, would understand, I, would have probably a bit more compassion for what happened there. If he's I, not a dick, he might be a complete dick that hits goes to violence and hits people all the time behind closed doors and the mask slipped in public for the first time. That could be that could also be true. Could be possible. Do you know the other thing that could be possible is he was sort of joking along and then he saw that his wife was upset. And then, you know, image and reputation is uh, is so much in Hollywood, right? And for somebody that's... He, I think he's talked quite openly in his book about this, this creation of Will Smith is a construct to protect him from his, you know, the trauma that he saw when he was a kid, his dad being up his mum and all that sort of stuff. And so he just, yeah. it's this construct that he just, that he has to put a lot of time and energy and all of his resources into to kind of be Will Smith the star. Um, but, I, you know, the other complexity is that they aren't just two independent film stars, as a lot of those people were, like independent film stars. So you, you can almost appreciate because you get roasted right you know you're going to get roasted at the hot yeah. like if it's Ricky Gervais if it's Chris Rock you're going to get roasted but what happened in that moment and this is just my assumption about this right it's my observation is that he starts going oh like every he's joking about my wife in that moment he's joking about his wife not Jada Pinkett the the film star the tv star right mm-hmm. he, he's going 
and I got to do something about this. Like honor yeah. is at stake here, right? And it just maybe just you know it just catapulted into this um, serious uh, event that had him going up on stage and and slapping him. I think um, you know, I think Chris Rock handled it really well. You know, like and maybe he yeah, was just I, in I shock. Maybe he was just in shock, but I think the way that he handled it was, um, you know, was like he handled it well. I think the thing that I'm um, sort of, uh, I've spent a bit of time thinking about is I just think that, you know, there was no signal that, that, that this was coming mm. in a way. Like, like he walked up, he looked like he was joking, he looked like he was going to, like, you know, it, 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 his demeanour was not like I'm about to slap you. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was funny about. Yeah, uh, and yeah. then he just slapped him and, you know, um, and I just thought that was a that was a bit of a shitty move, you know. Like he didn't sing; it was it was you know he got sucker punched him basically, or sucker you know, slapped him. And you know, like another uh, like uh, thing that's similar to it that that I can relate to is when I play football. Yeah, and if you, I've lost my shit playing football, right? right you know, I've been sent off more times than and um, um, I can be You've proud had of hot dinners. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And actually, it's funny because this Saturday just gone, we played Malksham away. And when we got there, they've got like a big stand there. And I said to the lads, last time I played here for Marlborough, when I was at Marlborough, I said I got sent off. And I was like, but it was a really bad one. I said, because uh, I've lost my head completely, lost my head on the pitch. I've pushed someone's head with my head. So I got sent off. Right, which is a bit like doing a slap instead of a punch because you really know you shouldn't be punching. And there is mm. enough in there mm. when that's happening. Mm. Mm. And as I got sent off, I was walking off and there was a load of like Malksham lads watching and they were abusing me. They'd been giving it to me all game and I took my shirt off and gave it arms out, shouted at them all. Mm. And the moment you get in the changing rooms, you're like, oh my God, what have I just done? Mm. Like, what have I done? And I could not wait to get out of there. Right? Yeah. And so, like, in the context of when you look at what happened on the football pitch, I am nothing but a dickhead in that moment, right? Mm. But that's kind of who I am and what I'm like. And there's one other quick context that I want to, that's plausible and possible or worth just quickly looking at. Um, that that Jada, didn't she tell him, Will Smith, on a, live on a show that she'd been sleeping with some younger dude, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and he, like, cried, didn't he? yeah. Yeah, got upset about it. And I didn't watch then, it, but I know that they talked about it. And yeah, it's, it's definitely it. been played out, you know, this whole... Yeah. Uh, so he cried and it open, became a yeah, meme and right, he was crying and right. he cried and he was really upset and it was memed the hell out of. Yeah. So he's done. he's gone and done the opposite. Which is like, I ain't going to cry this time. I'm not going to be vulnerable. Oh, yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to do... Be a man. Be a man. Be a Be alpha. So... So, so mm. that was wrong as well. So, what people, mm. what, what do people want from him? I guess both, you know, polar opposites don't yeah. mean it's right. But, yeah. but could there be something in that? You know that. Yeah, yeah. Because we so, you forget so, as well that are humans, right? So he had about to endure seeing himself online and everybody ripping the shit out of him because he was crying. Yeah, which would have had an impact. On yeah, him. definitely. Some sort definitely. of definitely, absolutely. I think so. Um, so is there a way back for him? Do you think Will Smith? Um, yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's like he apologised later in the night and it was a really bad one, wouldn't it? Well, he didn't apologise uh, to Chris uh, Rock. To Chris Rock, but yeah. also it was like, I love my family that much and this is why... You love know, makes you do yeah. crazy things, which yeah, is yeah, a yeah. bad line. Yeah, like, but then... I could yeah, have told yeah, him that yeah. people are going to jump on that. Yeah, and, so then it, he, and then he came out properly the next day. But then he's, you know, he's uh, resigned from the Oscars and he probably resigned before he was going to get pushed. You know, that's probably the heat of what's going on. Um what do you mean? What were they going to like? Not let him go to the Oscars anymore? No, sorry, the Academy. So you have to be part. I think you have to be a signed up member of the Academy and stuff like that. So they, it's pretty big for someone like Will Smith to to not be part of the Academy. And uh, I think he, you know, he's due to do a bunch of films that are going to be released. One apparently, Emancipation is is was going to be, um, you know, an Oscar contender next year. It may still be. So, um, but do you think saying sorry? Uh, is you know and and not slapping anyone do you think that's gonna do enough to help him come back do you think that'll be enough um yeah i think if he has a good film come out people will forget about it i mean like people forgot about i mean i'm gonna bring up a two two football references but remember when zidane like like headbutted the guy on, on in the world cup final he came yeah, back but it's and, interest it's interesting yeah. though, isn't it? Right? That um when that happened, the Zidane Cantona, thing. the Kung Fu kick, he came yeah, back. Yeah. He came back, yeah, yeah. Different though, isn't it? When you put it in a different context, I don't remember anybody like the Cantona one was a bit different, but I don't remember anybody saying about Zidane, you know, violence is never the answer. No. He pro- no. he's abusive and his mask has dropped. Yeah. I know it's a quite different context. Yeah, and it was sport. quite it was quite a long time ago, I suppose, as well. But yeah, like that's the thing. Like, you know, it, I think there's you know, we've talked about hypocrisy in society and the media. Even the even the Oscars, the Academy, right? They're like, we don't tolerate violence. I don't know if you've seen some of these posts, but yet they it was an open secret what Harvey, Harvey Weinstein was like. And because he was so powerful, and just let him get away with it. Yeah, you know, exactly. they absolutely let him get away with it. And it's just like, uh, it's just hip, hip, hypocrisy, you know. Anyway... Good. Uh, look, I'm I'm interested. I'm really interested to see what happens because I'm I, I'm I think that there's going to be. I don't think we've seen the last of Will Smith, and I think people will forget about it because people people are fickle and they forget well, about stuff. And also, like if his ne- if he's really good in his next film, in the run up to it, it'll be Will Smith's got a film coming out, and then if he's really really good, it'll be like yeah, oh, you know, there's a narrative that can be created around it, and it's all at the end of the day in the public eye. It's just about like narratives and stuff like that, isn't it? I mean, yeah. like if you see him on YouTube and that, he's he's like one of like he's like the inspirational speaker on YouTube. I've always thought he was like a really soft sort of yeah. Like, but but I think his guy. book basically talks about how so much of that's a construct. So oh, uh, does it? Yeah, I think so. I didn't read it. I was going to read it, and then I'm like, should I read it? I don't know. We'll see. Listen, I want to talk about something else now. Um, thank you for that. Fourteenth uh, of May, twenty twelve. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow. you you had to think for a minute. What was that day? Yeah. Um, That's miles away as well. Fourteenth yeah. of May, twenty twelve. Yeah, not twenty twenty two. What am I talking about, Josh? That is the last. That is my first ever sober day. Yeah, uh, that was the day I stopped. Yeah, that was the morning yeah. that I woke up with the last hangover. Uh, ever yeah ever and that you know of like that was that's 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 10 years ago and it's coming up 10 years ago it's amazing man man. i was just thinking about it and and actually we're going to talk about it of course we're going to talk about it closer to the time but i almost didn't want to just make it about one episode 
because I almost feel like we'll talk about that, you know, separately in the moment and, you know, what's come up. But I, I really, I'm, I really, I'm just want to know about your journey over the last 10 years. Um, and, uh, and, you know, for me, like we, we have a joke, we, we take the piss out of each other. We have a fight every so often. I don't do violence though, like you do. I'm just, <laughs> I just come at you with words. Um, <laughs> But you really inspire me, mate, like what you do in the world, what you've done. And I know that you're going to be cringing because we're like doing this publicly, am, right? Yeah, I can, yeah, I can yeah. feel you tighten up, your, your sphincters tightening up, I can see. But um, um, like it's a really inspirational journey that um, for, for, for us, right? You didn't set out to be, you know, inspiring to others. But I think um, you're just uh, I take so much away from the way that you approach life and you approach uh, the world and the work. Um, but I'm curious to know. I'm going to put you on the spot here. What, what do you think the last 10 years have taught you, Josh? I mean, of course, there's like all the stuff around becoming sober. But if you could just take a moment to pause and reflect, what have you learned about yourself over the last 10 years? Um, like I could, look, I could talk for days and days and days about what I've learned. I think... Probably like the first thing that comes to my mind, and I don't know if I'll be able to articulate it properly, but it's it's like to never, and I know it's probably been overdone and oversaid, but it's to never count your blessings, to never um, think that you have it all figured out, you know, because life is really, really complex. And I think when I'm fully in myself, as in, fully calm and seeing the world in the way in which I should. Um, I, You know, it's funny that we've just been talking about the Will Smith thing. I try and, in the end, you have to try and reserve judgment because over the 10 years, I like, my life's changed immeasurably. Um, but that doesn't mean it's it, it ever gets any easier, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, the challenges of sobriety are different. But they're, they're still there. Ten years on, it's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I want to ask you about that, actually. No, And actually, I think that's really interesting because sometimes I'll just argue with you on here just to argue. Like, I, 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 like But in, in the end, I know... Uh, in the end, I know that there's certain perspectives about life I've just got to, like, defer to you on. You know, like, so, for example... Uh, I am probably a bit more judgmental. I would probably have a more of a stronger point of view about violence, but I think you've been through a journey that just, you know, so many of us will never have gotten close to, you know, get close to, like where you've been. And there are lots of people who have had similar journeys and it's not a unique thing, sobriety, but I think just from my circle and what I know and, and, and people that we know collectively, I think there's just something... Um, you know, when you say, I, 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 I want to give Joe Rogan the benefit of the doubt. No, sorry, should be, um, uh, you know, enough as an action to move forward. You know, actions, uh, sorry is an action. I, I, I go away and I take in that and I reflect that because actually, if, if I didn't believe that, then by, then by that logic, you and I shouldn't be talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, probably what I was trying to articulate, right, is the, is the biggest thing is, um, I'm very judgmental as well, by the way. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> like, I'm more judgmental than most people, but 
I try to get back to a place where I remove any judgment because it's very rare I look at anybody and think I'm not capable of that. There's things I thought I weren't capable of that I did when I was drinking. There's things I thought I wasn't capable of that I did when I weren't drinking. Um, and so, like, I think life is hard, right? It's hard enough without um, having to navigate the judgment of every man and his dog in what you do in your life. You know, like Leah always says to me, Leah, my wife, she always says... Um, just worry about your own camp. That's what she says to the kids. Worry about your own camp, especially to like Myers, who's at school now. She'll come home and she'll say, so-and-so was doing this today. And Leah says, just don't worry about it. You don't know what's happening to them. Worry about your own camp. Mm. And like, I really like feel that, um, that in the end, judgment means nothing because you just never know what's going on in somebody's world. You never know what they're going through. And... <clears throat> Like, for all the things that I've done, there's so many things that I've done that I always say I wouldn't want to stand in front of a jury and try and justify, because I can't. I just have to say, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what went through my head when I did that. I lost it. I don't know. And that doesn't make certain behaviours okay. It just means that I can walk into a prison and speak to every person in that prison and, and comprehend how and why they found themselves in the place that they did. No yeah. matter what it was, how bad they was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I can yeah. have a have a an idea of how you can get there because of where I got to. Yeah. yeah. I can't never forget that where I got to. Oh mate. I mean, the journey the journey only even the in the short space I've known you has been, you know, incredible. And it's just the beginning in a way, like, you know, 10 yeah. years is, is such a huge milestone, but you're only really at the beginning of your journey of, you know, of life, really, in a way like you've, it's not to discount or discredit anything that's formed you up to this point, but like, it's now, you know, you know, amazing family, amazing business, making an impact in the world. Um, um, you know, you should look up to me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing really well. <laughs> no, just kidding. But, um, but it, 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 what you're saying is true. But it's, and it's true for everybody. Like each day, the reality is, is that the fight starts now, right? Like yeah. you, you say that um, one day or day one. It's like a. I love that phrase. I know yeah. it's like I don't want to get too kind of like into the cheesy sayings, but they're all true. Yeah. Because, because. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a million yeah. and one things that could, that could happen tomorrow or today. Yeah. And then it does start now. It starts now. And that's been, you know, that's been true throughout my whole journey. And I know you said sobriety is not unique and it certainly isn't nowadays. But, um, and I don't say this reflecting on myself. I say it to reflect on what you see out there. Somebody being 10 years sober is, is very rare Un unique and rare unique yeah because most most people don't and i say this all the time yeah. most people don't make it now yeah. the people that are in the early years two or three four five years in are normally very very vocal but then they'll disappear because most people don't make it the success rate as in getting sober and staying sober until you leave this world i think is less than five percent for people mm. that were that drank really bad and mm. you know a friend of mine last year drank after 11 years of sobriety oh my gosh and, wow. and 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 went straight back to the bottom within two months he's sober again now 
thankfully. Um, but that's not always the case with people. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't mean that flippantly, by the way, like because I think the journey of sobriety is really, really a challenging one. And to get to 10 years and to get to 11 years just shows that you can never, it's, ne- it's never not a journey on that, right? Like you're never like, you never reach the summit of, of sobriety, right? Like it's like, no. uh, it's always a challenge, as you say, every day. And that's what I was curious about, like how how hard is it to continue to be sober these days? for you um it, so it's easy for me to not drink yes i don't remotely think about drink yeah, yeah? there's yeah. alcohol here um i don't have any i don't ever see it like i might have times I've, we've probably talked about this in the past when we're out having cocktails with um uh leah's having cocktails and i look and think that one looks really nice but i never drank like that yeah i will sometimes look back with um nostalgia I used to love whiskey. We were just talking about whiskey before we came on, right? Whiskey on ice. I used to love that. I will look at that with nostalgia. But I never like remotely think I want to drink. However, if you look at my 10 years of sobriety, um, I, I've i had deep feelings of I don't want to do this anymore at any given moment. Yeah. Which alcohol was just my go-to for that feeling. Mm. Yeah. So, when you say you don't want to do this anymore, like what what is this? Life. Life, like when life um, feels heavy for me, it feels really heavy. Now, I haven't had that kind of thought for a number of years now. Right? Let me be like clear about that. Probably not in the last five, uh, but I did in the first five. Mm-hmm. And then um, I still uh, think about the fuck it burn. People will talk about the fuck it burn. And I, you know, like make no mistake, I have the ability to ruin my life in a day. <laughs> Without alcohol, right? Um, and it's hard to keep that sometimes at bay, to just think, sod it, I'm just mm. going to give in to uh, the level of angst that I live with. Because somebody like me, I live every day with a level of angst. Oh, like all, all the time. And I have no, you know, there isn't a liquid that I can just think, right, tonight I'm just going to smash a load of vodka and yeah. forget about it. You know, so you, you've got no choice but you to said, work. Yeah. You said someone like you, but I think we all live with a level of angst to some degree at some point in our life. And some of some, you know, for some, it's really at the forefront. For some, it's like always there. For some, it's like not doesn't show up all the time, but it's always there. And angst is a really it's a it maybe it's uh, a bit pointy as a word. But I think we're always like, you know, the, what we're having to go through just living at the moment is is tough. Right. Like going through the last couple of years on covid the you know people be, uh, you know b- beneath the poverty line uh, my mate was telling me because he lives in a block of flats right and um and he's got to pay like you know like group charge and stuff like that and the, and they've got like commercial gas right uh, yeah. rates or something his bill has gone from 600 quid to 2000 that's a joke isn't it it's crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like last year it was 600 quid or something and now it's 2000 and like that, having to live with all of that means we're going to reach to things, right? We're going to reach to things. So you and I have talked about food being like, that could become a, a place for a lot of people and it is, right? So everyone reaches for stuff. So I think there's, you know, when you get to a certain point and somebody can observe it as that's a problem, that's one thing, but a lot of people live with it and no one can really observe it. It's a problem, right? And, yeah. You don't, yeah, and yeah. you're not ready to admit it to yourself. Um, 
So I think there's probably a lot of people living in that space where they won't even go, oh, this is a thing. This is an addiction because there's no label for it sometimes. You're just doing it. You're reaching for whatever it is you're reaching. And it's, and it, you know, this is why it comes back to that reserving judgment, right? Because the man that walks past the street and looks at the man that's homeless and says, why don't you just get a job? Can't stop going to work because he's running away from how he feels, right? And, you know, everybody, I do believe everybody has some behavior that's a little bit secret and they're not really talking to people about that they do in order to escape and run away from the ways that they feel. Mm. Everyone's got that closet and that, you know, they might not be still doing it, but they were doing it. And like everyone has. Yeah. I think most people have. Yeah. And that's why um, I do think that often what happens is when we, when we have a harsh judgment of any situation, like when you see harsh judgment on lines of, or online of situations, um, I do think that it's often people projecting a part of themselves onto it. So let me give you an, actually a quick example, because this is quite interesting. I can't remember his name. I wouldn't say it if I could remember it anyway, but I read his book and I follow him on Twitter. And in his book, part of what he said is that when he became quite famous for what he was doing, he got a bit big time Charlie with it. And that's one of his reflections is that he started off as like a real activist campaigner. And what he realized is he was using the activist campaigner to go around telling people what they should and shouldn't be doing. And he got a bit of a like big for his boots and a bit like, like a uh, big daddy about it. Yeah. Mm. And I saw on the morning of the Will Smith coming out, he tweeted uh, something about Will Smith. And I actually, I tweeted him back. I was like, like, how can you, how, how can you say that? And basically what he was saying is Will Smith was opportunistic and took the moment to give it a bit of big daddy, to give it a bit, bit Billy big balls to use that moment to show that. And I was looking at it and I was thinking, you've literally got a book where you say, this is what you did and you're on Twitter digging him out for it. Right. Mm. So, and I, I've used him as an example. There's probably millions of examples of myself yeah. doing that. Right. But it yeah. was just, it's just a good example. I do think that's what happens because uh, I think so much it's Jim Carrey, I think who says our eyes are not just lenses. They're also projectors. And I think yeah. that's so true, man. Yeah. I don't know how I got there. Yeah, no, no, no. I think, I think, I think there's s s definitely something about what happened last week and the com and the subsequent conversations that, uh, you know, that is connected to you know our own views on life and w what we might have seen in that moment that yeah. felt so shocking and so out of the norm, but but you know possible. Um, uh, one. You ever heard of the term BHAG or BAG, like big, hairy, audacious goal? It's like, it's like an old, it's like an old school, like, it's like, I hate it. It's like old school corporate training bullshit. Um, but if you had a big, hairy, audacious goal for the next 10 years, professionally, personally, you know, physically, mentally, what, what, what do you think you might want to set yourself on a journey on for the next 10 years? All right, based on the title that you've given, yeah, yeah, and and uh, I I'll pack no punches on it. I want to be the Tony Robbins equivalent of what I do. I think you can understand what I mean by that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've talked so, about like we've talked about that, and it's 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 more about impacting lots of people, right? And 
and helping people transform. Oh, um, absolutely. And, like, and doing really, really well for my family and for my yeah. children and giving them everything and yeah. giving, and um, I feel emotional, for, like saying it, and giving myself it. Mm. Because, you know, the more that I work on myself, the more the stuff that I do, I do look and think, despite all of my faults and all that, I get a lot of people now asking me how I got to where I am and how do you do what you do and how, like, you got any tips? And and I'm like, I've worked fucking hard, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hard. I mean, personally and professionally, if you look at like, I left my job now four years ago, right? And in that four years, I've worked hard. And it, like, you know, you know, it ain't been a case of, my personal family life and everything's all straight and easy going and I just get to focus on the business by any stretch. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, I, and I want, I deserve, I, I deserve good, some good things in life um, for, for that as well. So, so both is true. Yeah. As uh, in both. Josh, you're going to get there, mate. I, I know that. I, I know, uh, maybe not quite Tony Robbins level. That's, that's reserved for me. I'm doing that. But, uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, but I reckon by the time I'm his age, I'll have, I'll have his voice. Yeah, exactly. And his, yeah, his hands. He's got the biggest hands in the world, but we'll talk about that on another show. Um, uh, but yeah, I just, you know, the thing that was coming up for me was this uh, thing, you know, I've seen it took me 20 years to become an overnight sensation. You know, like no, <laughs> yeah, no one, yeah, no one yeah, sees, yeah. no one sees the work. So um, I really enjoyed that, and and we're going to talk more about it. You know, um, around the fourteenth of May, whatever that podcast is. But I, re- I just didn't want to just do it in one very quick episode for half an episode, right? Can so. I ask you about your big hairy ass ambition as well? That's not what you called it, but it's close to what you. <laughs> <laughs> not to have a hairy ass. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I would like. Um, uh, what do I want to do? Uh, I want, you know, there's a there's a project that I've been working on un, uh, behind the scenes that uh, it's been a bit slower this year, but that's the thing I really want to work on. So um, my vision is really to um, help the next generation that are coming into the workforce in a really empowering um, and energizing and uh, uh you know, way that gives them independence and a voice and they're not just held down by structures. So, um, you know, the, the mission is to, is to create a movement that just has like Gen Z and millennials just taking their power. And, uh, I feel really excited about, you know, where we can go with that. So, um, Love it. Bosh. yeah, that's the one. So yeah, we'll, we'll celebrate <laughs> in, t- in 10 years. All right. Um, Reasons to be cheerful. Um, I've really, really enjoyed today's conversation. Uh, to say, so man. I, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, so what's your reason to be cheerful this week? My reasons to be cheerful um, is I want to talk about our space that we have pushed to make sure that we've created again. Uh, I say again because I think we sort of intermittently do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, like I really value the space with you. Do you know what I mean? Particularly if you look at like Cool, this is a bit of a bro. We've started off with a row about Will Smith uh, and then we've gone into bromance. Um, 
But yeah, I like that's really... what the listeners really want, though, mate. To be honest. <laughs> but honestly, like, do, micro... do, 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 do. okay, sorry, carry on. What the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go back to slating you. Um, <laughs> no, but like a big work on myself over the last year is to be in, to be more open with men in that space, right? Not yeah. just as the leader, yeah. but as somebody who's willing to share my stuff with men and be held in that space. So to have found that space properly with you um is meaningful and means a lot so right so uh but by the way what i was badly humming was shatem um um but oh uh, god you weren't even close with I that i know i wasn't was i yeah <laughs> let's, let's edit that out uh listen this is gonna be really easy but that's exactly what i was bringing today i'm not joking was like, it yeah, yeah no absolutely. i believe you because yeah. because um we just made the space last week and it had it had um a really important effect uh we you know we've been so busy lately just to have that space and time was really important because we often come into this place knowing that we're probably gonna have a few arguments and stuff like that um but being um holding space for each other um just listening and just just not even trying to pathologize and give advice sometimes just listening and say okay cool um that's a, that's the space and the reason i wanted to bring it is because it's really important it's really really important that you know that if you have friends family um, people that you uh, know could use just having some space together uh, than you should. So, yeah, we're nice and easy. We're, we're both and it was good because last week we did Friday, right? And so by Friday, sometimes you can be quite emotionally full. And so mm. what we did is you're just able to clear some of that emotion so that you go into the weekend a bit freer. Yeah. And I, def- I definitely noticed doing it. So I have a regular space on a Monday with people in a kind of voice note set, set in as well. So yeah. just to have that, the more space that you can have like that, the better. And it's vital for... Not just, you know, well-being and all that, but creativity and all that kind of stuff as well. Because yeah. if you can clear some of that stuff that's taken up your headspace, there's yeah. more space to to, to to be creative. So Most def. All right. Well, what a brilliant episode. Great conversation. Um, we are going to take a little break, aren't we, Josh? We're going to um, have Easter break. So we will be back. Uh, not uh, in two weeks' time, but in four weeks' time with a bang. And we're going to try and get in this, into the studio for that one, aren't we? Yeah, we need to, mate. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, brilliant. Uh, All right, what mate. should people do if they need to come and find us, Josh? Uh, they should come and get us on, at 115milespod on Instagram. Join the movement. Is it a movement? Yeah, why not? <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kai.